Grab some tea, get comfy, and get ready to kiki with Karyatu while we figure out how to laugh at the past, learn lessons in the present, and live for our future while loving every part of the process. Hey y'all, it's Karyatu and welcome back to Crown Convos. This is season one, episode four, and I told y'all to guess what y'all thought that this topic was going to be, and you guys got pretty close. Some of you all gave me ideas, so shout out to you, but today we're going to be talking about creating your community in college. I know that when you go to college, you have high expectations. You're going to find your husband, your bridesmaids, your wives, all that good stuff, and for some, that happens, but for others, that might not. Or it might not happen in the way that you thought. So today I just want to talk about all of those possibilities, a little bit about my store because that is the overall theme of this season, and take it from there. So I went into ANT with about a handful of my friends that I had known from middle school up until high school. So finding new friends wasn't really the top of my to-do list. As I mentioned before, when I went to school, I had a whole just moment where I wasn't trying to meet nobody, I wasn't trying to go outside, none of that. So of course, people aren't just going to flock to you, or at least that didn't happen for me. For some people, people might see you and be like, I want to be her friend. But baby, that I wasn't even being seen, so that wasn't my portion. I had to pretty much be intentional with finding a community after I had got over my hurdle. So it starts off with you knowing yourself, you knowing who you want around you. Because in college, it really does matter whose company you keep. Now, of course, there's going to be times where you just have that person you call up and you just want to go out. That's cool. What's not cool is not recognizing that that's what that friend is specifically for and trying to overly extend. And then you start telling them things and you find out that they're telling other people things. And it just becomes a whole big mess. So definitely realizing who it is that's around you. Sometimes it's hard because, you know, people are actresses and actors nowadays. And they'll make it seem like they are the best person in the world. And then behind closed doors, they got some skeletons up in that closet. And those skeletons don't match up with your spirit. So definitely pay attention to people's character. Do not confuse flaws from character traits. There are some things that, okay, they can grow out of that. They can fix that. But then there are some things that people are so stuck in that they're not fixing it no time soon. Example, if you have someone that tells little white lies, nine times out of ten, liars will steal. Stealers will continue to go on and on and on down the totem pole of things that just shouldn't be done, especially in friendships. So recognize who it is that's around you at all times because things get a little crazy in college and you want to have a strong community of people behind you. It's also important to have different friends for different things. So like I mentioned before, those friends that you know you can study with, those friends that you know you can go out and have a good time with, those friends that y'all know y'all always going to the cafe after every single class that y'all have together, whatever the case may be, figure out what those friends are for that thing, recognize it, and then create those boundaries. So if you say, hey, I don't like how you texted me at midnight last night about an assignment, I don't want to talk about schoolwork after 9 p.m. That could be a boundary. That's just a little bit on the surface level about creating friend groups in college. Now, there's a whole bunch of things to unpack in regards to finding your community. Your community can consist of mentors, friends, significant others, organizations that you want to be a part of, and the list goes on and on and on. I would recommend you finding organizations that are not only popular on campus, but also the smaller organizations within your major. Your major, your minor, your concentration, whatever. Finding those communities will honestly help you so much and I think it's 
not talked about enough. For example, I was a journalism student, so we had a couple of different organizations within our department. We had National Association for Black Journalists. We had the PR, um, I don't know what their whole little name was, but it was for the, mostly for the PR students. There was just a whole bunch for you to choose from. Figure out what matches best with your overall goal. That way, when you get into those organizations, you're pushed to climb up that totem pole when, in regards to internships, job opportunities. They'll have connections, studying together, because um, a lot of times you'll be taking the same courses with the same professors, getting little tidbits on how to successfully pass a class, all of that stuff you'll find in one. Then there are the more service-led organizations because you want to make sure you're servicing whatever community that is around you at your university. Finding service-led organizations, finding organizations that are a part of the big um, sector. For us, it's like the big five or something. The big sector of um, organizations at your university. So the top five, the bigger ones. You do want to be a member, get involved. If you're a person that likes to know what goes on behind the scenes, I definitely recommend that. And then also organizations that really add value to you. For me, that was definitely NCNW. No questions asked. That organization showed me a lot about sisterhood, service, um, allowed me to be a leader, and the list goes on and on and on. So look into those programs and organizations early. And also a hometown org. So if you are someone, especially someone that's out of state, you want to find your home away from home. And what better way to do that than with people that are from where you're from? So that's another thing that I would suggest when you're looking into organizations. Now don't go trying to join every single thing because baby, that costs money, you have to pay your dues. Also, you don't want to spread yourself too thin and then you're in all these organizations but you're only showing up to a handful or less than a handful of the events and things like that. So definitely don't bite off more than you can chew. And you can also mix and match during the years. A lot of people think once they get into one thing, they have to stay forever. If that thing stops to fuel you or you no longer have an interest, by all means, step aside and allow space for something that will actually add value to you and what you want to do in your future. Those are my tidbits on organizations. When you get into those organizations, be visible. Go to the events, take the initiative, respond in the group chats, be interactive with the people around you because you never know. In college, you're building your network. You want to leave college with the strongest network you could have ever possibly found. And you don't do that without people and meeting people, leaving a good lasting impression on people. Always bring your best foot forward. If you're having a bad day and you know that you have this huge event going on or a meeting going on for an organization you're a part of, either leave the first half of that day right where it's at, refresh and go into it with an open mind or don't go at all. I always told myself that I'd rather not walk into a room and change the energy in a negative way because I'm all out of whack. I'd rather just sit this one out because I'm not doing any good. I'm doing more harm than good. So generally, those are my little tidbits on joining organizations on campus. Um, and also when it comes to mentorship. If you're someone that's seeking a mentor, sometimes you have to do just that. I gained a couple of mentors while at A&T. One of which I literally said, yeah, I want her to be my mentor. Another one I was granted um, through an organization I was a part of. Both I definitely love, love, love and appreciate. However, I had to make sure that I knew it's okay to have different mentors for different things. 
For example, my mentor from my hometown org, I got to see her as the Miss Metro Aggies. I got motivation through that. She knew a lot more about just the campus in general, the area and things like that. When it came time to come home, she would always extend a ride to me. That is what our relationship started with and then it grew to a sisterhood. I ended up taking on her title as Miss Metro Aggies when she graduated and moved on and it was just a great thing. And then I have my other mentor, which is more of a academic, professional life, um, that type of thing. I met her because she came and spoke on a panel in one of my classes freshman year. And as soon as I saw her, I'm like, I want her to be my mentor. Not only because of all her accolades and all the things she had done, but because of the language. She kept it so real and honest with us. And I need somebody like that. So I literally tracked her down found her contact. Um, I was looking for her. I spoke to her at the end of that event and let her know, hey, like I would really be interested in being your mentee if you have time and da 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 da. It was a whole thing. Found each other, exchanged contact. She actually worked um, on campus in one of the departments. So I was able to go meet with her physically. We talked, we went to Starbucks. We developed a genuine relationship because I took that initiative to step out and say, hey, if you're willing, I would love for you to mentor me. And to this day, she's helped me tremendously. I'm so appreciative of her. So it's not always gonna come to you. Quite rarely is it ever gonna come to you. And when you're choosing mentors, it has to be bigger than just how they look on paper. Will you all be able to mesh? For me, I knew I wanted a strong black woman to emulate that's doing the same things that I want to do. Graduating from the programs that I want to maybe enter or in the field that I wanna go into. Those are the things to look for in a mentor. If your goal is to leave college as a mentor and have mentees, you have some work to do on yourself because it is a very tasking and important position to be in. You do not want to do, again, more harm than good. If you're not all the way together, you're not organized, you're not consistent, you might not want to be a mentor until you have those qualities. And I say that because a lot of the times when people are seeking mentors, one, they might not even understand what mentorship is, and two, they might just be seeking you because of what they see on social media nowadays, let's be real. They see that you're doing a lot of things on campus, and they say, hey, I want this person to be my mentor, not realizing that your schedule is jam-packed, and you might not be able to actually add value to their situation. You always want to make sure that you're real with yourself, and you're not just taking on all of these people, these humans that are trusting you to help them um, advance you don't want to take those people on if you're not ready so definitely get ready figure out what mentorship is everyone isn't meant to be a mentor while they're in college so if you're a person that hasn't even experienced a mentor mentee relationship you might not want to jump in and say hey I'll mentor you or hey you want to be my mentee absolutely not but also you also have to recognize the different calibers if you feel like you know I can grow with this person by all means but encourage them to also find another mentor that might already be a couple of steps ahead so that they can actually give them the valuable information and connections that they need. It is okay not to be a mentor. <laughs> it is okay not to have a mentor until a certain extent. After you reach a certain level, you can't do it alone. Community is something that is so important in college because you're gonna need people to lean on. You're gonna need people to help you pick up the slack sometimes. You're gonna need people to just look at and be inspired. So you wanna keep those people around. You may also notice that a lot of your friendships change in dynamic. 
sometimes when you go to college and your friendship starts off as, oh, we talked every single day, um, we ate lunch together every single day, there might be something, whether it's scheduling or whether it's priorities that change the dynamic of your friendship. And you have to be open to allowing that change in your space. Now, those are all things that are inevitable, but you also have to be conscious of the decisions you're making and how that can affect your already established friendships. Growing apart is one thing, but forcing yourself apart is another. You don't want to go in and forget about all the people that's been with you throughout your journey thus far, but you also don't want to just drag people along because of time or because of how long you've known them or because of history. So it's really just important to be real with yourself when it comes to friendships and creating your community and also lending your friendships. So. My good sis Tammy gave me this idea when she was talking about like how you have your school friends and your at-home friends. But what I've seen or what has happened um, in most instances is some of your at-school friends are from the same home as you. So then what? When you merge, when it's time to come home and your friends that you've had for years invite you out, but your school friends that are now home with you invite you out, what do you do? Or if you have to plan a birthday party or you want to do a get together, you have to merge those friend groups. Are you going to be intentional about it and say, hey, this is who this is, this is who that is? Or are you going to just let everybody kind of just figure out who they connect with and who they flock to? There's so many things that can come with it. You don't ever want to put anyone in a position where they feel uncomfortable. And you also don't want to allow jealousy and envy to start to form in your already established friend groups. So I think it's all about just being able to decipher what it is and what it isn't and letting it be. History and years of knowing someone isn't something that's going to keep a friendship moving forward or growing you can meet somebody and they become your bestest of friends just because of how they treat you in the small amount of time that they've known you and that person might hold up a higher value in this phase of your life than someone you've known since you were three allow things like that to happen don't hold on to things that are tired things that are dying these dead horses i'm tired of us beating let them horses die okay <laughs> but that goes into what is also very interesting when it comes to college going to college you often hear people find their college sweetheart they find their husbands and wives and you live happily ever after but that might not be the case for everyone and that is okay if you're someone that wants to go into further education then maybe it wasn't at this university maybe it'll be at your next university or at your next level Maybe it'll be the city that you get your job in after graduation. You just never know. So my biggest piece of advice to every, I'm gonna speak to my ladies, cause y'all are the mostly the ones that listen. Do not go into college thinking you're going to find your husband. Because what you'll start to do is create a level of expectation and it'll take away from your dating experience. Be patient. Let people come, let people go. Learn people. Learn what you like, what you don't like. The only way to do that is to try, experiment. Don't go into a new situation with any expectations, whether good or bad. Don't go into it thinking, this has to be it. I'm dating to marry and all be all because you'll have all these crazy expectations that a college student might not be able to live up to at that time. And then you're, you're left disappointed. Or going into it thinking, I'm just dating. It's not gonna be nothing serious. I don't want the da da da. Keep that to yourself. Don't put that out in the world. Especially don't put that on that partner because now they're going to start acting accordingly. Oh, she don't want nothing serious anyway. Okay, cool. I'm going to do what I want with her and I don't have to hold myself to a certain standard. 
then what you gonna do when somebody catches feelings or when you catch feelings? Don't put certain expectations to things too soon because society tells you that's what that's what has to happen. Or a tweet that got 15K retweet says that's what's supposed to happen. You think you can relate and now everything that happens after that, you're holding to that tweet standard. Don't do it. Would not recommend. Have an open mind in college in regard to dating, please. And also, be very careful. Let me put y'all on the real game. Freshman year, it's cool. You know, you can do what you want, okay? Because everybody's fairly new, learning each other, learning the campus. Understand, once you start to get up in the grade ladder, <laughs> you start having people pledge. So now they're a part of a Greek organization and you cannot, I repeat, you can't, well, let me not say cannot because you can do what you want. You should not be the girl that all the line brothers sitting around saying oh you had her too oh she was on my line too or you was in one semi-serious situation with one person that doesn't work out now you want to date another person that happens to be a, a part of the same organization are you ready to deal with all the backlash that'll come with that is that something that you want for your life if the answer is no which for me the answer would definitely be no but to some they don't care and to each his own but if the answer is no, you don't want to deal with that, you're not ready to deal with that, then choose your partners wisely. For my first year in some change, I did not date, I did not talk to anybody because for one, I was just focused, I was dealing with my own stuff. And two, you gotta be very particular with who you give your time to because college campuses might look big, the numbers might be sky high, but they are so small, especially if you go to a black school, okay? Be cognizant of who you're giving your time and energy to. You don't want to be put in situations where your name or your reputation is tarnished just because of something that might not have even been that serious for you. Guys act like they don't care about nothing. Well, baby, college taught me that that is not true at all. They care just as much as we do, if not more sometimes. Times are changing, okay, honey? But in all seriousness, I just want you all to be very cognizant of who you're spending your time with. These are people that you're going to remember whether they're in your life forever or not these are your prime years do what's best for you if you have to let some people go let them go you don't have to hate you don't have to it don't have to be beef you don't have to say bad things about them you can just let things let things die down because god will do a better job at taking people in and out of your life than you ever could so don't try to micromanage god's process let things fall that are meant to fall grow things and water things that are meant to grow. It's just that simple. Don't go into college with expectations that I have to find all five of my bridesmaids and my husband and his groomsmen all at this one location. It ain't enough years. It's gonna go by so fast, you're not even gonna realize what hit you. Allow space for new people to come in. Allow space for some people to weed themselves out. And enjoy your moments. Make sure that the people that you keep around are a direct reflection of what you want your life to look like. Now and forward thinking. Surround yourself with people that motivate you, not even intentionally. They don't even have to tell you, oh, you should do this, you should do that. Just watching them move, watching their work ethic should be something that pushes you to be even better than you already are. Not competition. Do not be in competition with your friends. Be there for them when they have their accomplishments. If they got five internship offers and you don't have none, be happy for them. Good karma is gonna come right back around to you. Or if you can't handle that, get friends that's on your level. 
I wouldn't recommend it because I need to see people that are doing great things so that I can continue to push myself to make sure I'm doing what's best for me. But if you're somebody that can't handle that and you have some envious spirit in you, because some of us do have that and that is okay. You just haven't grown out of it yet. If you have any type of spirit of envy or jealousy in you, don't put yourself in position to allow that energy to be on the forefront. That, those are my little tidbits when it comes to creating your community. Remember the importance of mentorship. It's okay if you're not a mentor in college, but make sure when you're seeking mentors, you're looking at more than just how they look on paper. What can they add to your life? It's okay to have mentors. I recommend having mentors in different fields and different areas for different reasons in your life. Friendships allow the good ones to go. Allow the good ones to come and the bad ones to go. Have an open mind. Relationships, don't put too much expectations on things. Whatever it is that you want for yourself, you can have. It doesn't have to happen in these four years or however long it takes you to complete college. It's okay. Everybody's journey is going to be different. Like I said in the very first episode, you are in charge of creating your college experience. And your community plays a huge role in that. So... That's all I have for y'all this episode. I can't believe that season one is almost ending. We have one more episode before we transition and start working on season two. If y'all thought this season was great, I can't wait for y'all to see what I have in store for the seasons to come. Thank y'all again for always supporting me and always listening in. I truly appreciate it. And until next time, 